Excelsior. Staggering Stories podcast number 302. I'm Faye mm, Keith. I'm Adam. And I, yes, I am... A bit wet. It, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's... Somebody's emptied a lake above mm-hmm. the house. I'm afraid it's just the three of us today, because... Yeah, that's half strength. Yeah, yeah, Jean couldn't be bothered to come along, because, you know, it's raining, yeah. and yeah. she doesn't like to go to big events when it's raining. No. <laughs> and Crumbly, no one's heard from Crumbly for ages. Um... He does have a medical condition where he does dissolve in water. Oh, no. uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's dissolved. I'm afraid so. And, of course, Scott is the man of mystery <laughs> yep. Yep. who one day we might see again. Maybe, actually, maybe. Actually, I am beginning to have the feeling that Scott may be a product of my imagination. You made oh, him up yeah. I think I all of us. I think I may have made him up, yes. I cuddled him many times. I know. I know. <laughs> God. Well, there we go. <laughs> we can all mill around and look, make it look like there's yeah. more of us than okay. there are. Yeah. Okay, I'm moving. I'm moving. And we will I'm now moving. read Hang the on. news with El Presidente. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Doctor Who news. Oh, yeah. Paternoster gang to be heard again. Ooh. Jenny, Flint, Vastra and Strax, a.k.a. the Paternoster gang, are back in audio form. Mm. Yes, those audio mongers known for being big in the finishing department have managed to get all three of the original actors. Catherine Stewart, Jenny, Neve McIntosh, Vastra and Dan Starkey, Strax, to mm. reprise the characters for several audio box sets. Several? Mm. Their first audio story will be part of a special box set celebrating the women of Doctor Who called The Eighth of March which not coincidentally happens to be International Women's Day. Ah, I see what they did there. Yeah. This box set is largely featuring a female cast such as Louise Jameson, Leela, Sophie Aldred Ace, Alex Kingston, River Song, Ingrid Oliver, Osgood, Gemma Redgrave, Kate Stewart, Lisa Bowerman, Benny Summerfield and the aforementioned Paternoster Gang. Mm. All four of these stories were written and directed by women and the box set is due for release on the 8th of March 2019. Mm. Oh, they did did, After that, the Paternoster Gang will get not one, not two, Two, not even three, wow. but four box sets of their own due to be released in 2019 and 2020. Mm. Dan Starkey said of this return, Remain calm, human scum. <laughs> Strax need no longer sulk and polish his grenades. Right. It'll be a pleasure to get the gang back together. Big Finnish listeners can be assured that we'll be in full prosthetics and restrictive Victorian <laughs> tailoring in studio to get right back into the Paternoster Row vibe. Can't wait to get started. My chin is itching a bit there. <laughs> yeah, I, I think there may be fibbies there. That's good. I'm looking forward yes. to that. Yeah, they, they always Very were, much so. Always yeah. were a laugh. Yeah. I, he insulted us at a convention. He did. I was he so did. happy. Yes. Yeah. I, I nearly killed him at the convention. There you we did go. You <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, that would have gone down quite well, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> they would have had to do the Paternoster gang then. <laughs> no. no. Could no. I just point out that we had four little fish called Jenny, Vastra, Strax, and Clara, yeah. and Vastra ate the other three. Yeah. It's just now and one. now she's yeah. one fish, and she's about a foot long. Yeah. One yeah. big fish. Yeah. You sure it wasn't Clara that killed the others? <laughs> no, Clara was the first to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Disney streaming Star Wars and Marvel. Disney streaming service now has a name, a rather unimaginative one, in the form of Disney... Plus. Mm, plus what? Plus money. <laughs> More importantly, it has another live-action Star Wars TV series in addition to the John Favreau, <laughs> The Mandalorian. I'm glad Crumbly's not here. Yeah, Favreau. Yeah. The currently unnamed second Star Wars series is to star Dino Luga. Diego Luna. Thank you. <laughs> as... Cassian Andor, last seen getting a light roasting in Rogue One, a Star Wars story. I'm sure he got better. I'm sure he did. The series is expected to depict the early days of the Rebellion, 
rather like Rogue One. Indeed, but even earlier, I suspect. (laughs) With a synopsis saying, The rousing spy thriller will expose tales filled with espionage and daring missions to restore hope to the galaxy in the grip of the ruthless empire. Mm. For those who prefer their heroes in spandex, Disney Plus will also play host to a new Marvel TV series. Again, this one currently unnamed, but as before, we have the main star, one Thomas William Hiddleston of London, England, who might be playing someone called Loki. Mm. No doubt we will hear more about this in the coming months, but as Disney Plus is not expected to launch until autumn of 2019, we'll probably have at least the year before we can see either. Mm. If we can see them at all in this country, I don't know how it's going to work. Will they do it across regions? No. I don't know, will they? sell to Netflix yeah possibly. like CBS All Access are doing I, I think they'll do their own little channel but and charge us 15 quid yeah. a month for the privilege Again, which we won't pay Again, my concern is how many times can you return to this world? Oh, loads of time. I love everything Star Wars. It's just so awesome. Uh, <laughs> no. I say these things because I know all evening now I'm just going to have him tutting and <laughs> pursing his lips. <laughs> Would you like a cup of coffee, dear? I don't know. Do they have them in the Star Wars universe? <laughs> I love you. I just I want you, you to know that. <laughs> Any more news? Games of Thrones. Games of Thrones. Games of Thrones. Game of Thrones news. Woohoo. Prequel Woo. series named. Although I think since I wrote this, it's actually been unnamed. <laughs> but I'll carry on. Get on then. <laughs> Meanwhile, HBO is worried about the imminent slaughtering of their cash cow, Game of Thrones, so are working hard on their prequel series. That series now has a name, or maybe not. <gasps> the Long Night. Oh. Or quite possibly Game of Thrones colon The Long Night. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. People who know something of Westeros's history are suggesting this place is the prequel, roughly eight thousand years before the books and original TV series. Uh, 7,743 years, actually. Oh, okay. Around the time the White Walkers first emerged. Hello. <laughs> the pilot has cast British actress Naomi Watts as the lead, with HBO describing her character as a charismatic socialite hiding a dark secret. Ooh. More than that, we just don't know. So, uh, another Cersei. All we need to know about Game of Thrones is when that bloody book's coming out again. Um, <laughs> uh, there, there is an article that I read somewhere today that mm-hmm. describes he describes the trouble he has in writing it. Ah. I'm sorry, I, 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 I am getting quivering a, with rage. I am getting yeah. a Paddington stare. <laughs> oh, am I getting a Paddington stare? Apparently, that was actually the name was announced by him himself. Yeah, he since retracted it, saying HBO haven't actually confirmed that yet, <laughs> and it may be just named the first episode, pilot episode, anyway, not the yeah. series as a whole. Yeah, so we just don't know. It right. seems like it's set a long way in the past, mm. and they clearly had no industrial revolution. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> they skipped that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's. it's, it's a, it's a medieval-based society at present in the book, so... Yeah, 8,000 years earlier, they're much the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if you find something that works and looks good in fur, you stick with it. <laughs> yeah. Now, just before we started recording, we had some very, very sad news. Yes. Yeah. Now, you will all know by now, obviously, because this isn't coming out for a week. Pretty much. But the wonder that is Stan Lee has left us. Dead. Very. <laughs> but he was like 500 years old. Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> the it's papers are saying 95, yeah. but, you know. How, do we believe that? I don't know. genuinely sad. Yeah, it happens to us all, unfortunately. It does. In a way, it's not surprising, but in another way, yeah. he always seemed, even recently, yeah. fairly lively. And yeah. I know he was living in a, in a home, yeah. but still, it doesn't so, quite He feel... always seems to be invigorated. Yeah. The last thing that he tweeted was for what in the UK we call Remembrance Sunday, but I yeah. think in the States is, Arms- is Armistice Day. He tweeted mm. a, a picture of himself in his uh, World War Two uniform. Really? Wow. Damn, he was good looking. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do a proper tribute to Stanley next time. Yeah, once we've had a chance to actually read up about him a bit yeah. more. I only really know him from the film, as I must admit. I've never really read the comics. So well, interestingly enough, looking at what um, the Beeb have managed to cobble together, yep. as a youngster, he started working in the comics section of Timely Publications, yeah. which many would become Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, okay, he yeah. was comics editor at 18. That's mad, isn't it? And he was going <laughs> to give it all up, except his really? wife talked him into it. He was going to give up comics at the age of 40 but his wife obviously recognised that that was what he was good at and that was his love slapped him around a bit and told him to get on with it and he went off and wrote the Fantastic
Fantastic Four. <laughs> and as we say, the rest was history. Yeah, mm. yeah. He created or co-created a whole load of characters. Yeah. He really, really did. One of my favourite scenes, or many, many scenes from The Big Bang Theory, is <laughs> when Raj is mocking all yeah. his um all Foo. stanley's creations oh right yeah Foo, fi, fun. yeah because they've they've all got the same initial same two initials oh, yeah, peter thing parker j jonah jameson etc et yeah, 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 yeah. as i say we're going to do a proper tribute to him next time so we would love to hear your views on Bonks. stanley and his creations yeah did you ever meet him our youngest son uh-huh. met stanley a couple yeah. of years ago yeah. stanley is his idol yeah and he's going to be very upset when we tell him mm. and young jamie was dressed as a sith lord <laughs> yep. and stanley is beaming in the photo yeah <laughs> yeah yep. yep. as is young jamie but yeah. you know <laughs> but do send us your thoughts to show at staggering stories dot net any addendums people yes oh more addendums more addendums more addendums Damn. You I forgot. I was going to steal one from Adam because he mentioned it earlier and it slipped from my breath. Cardiff! Cardiff! There's going to be another Doctor Who um, experience thingy. Well, exhibition, I think, more than experience, but yeah. In the castle? In the castle, in Cardiff Ooh. Castle. I don't know how that works. As you said in your on Facebook, mm, it yeah. sounds like it's going to be rather small. Probably. Mm. It's smaller than the experience, which is quite a big building. It was. Although it did have the interactive-ish yeah. bit. Section. We've been to Cardiff Castle. I've been a couple of times, actually. I don't really know, besides putting a marquee in the, the yeah, big grass area, I'm not sure where they're going to put it. Because you have certain cordoned off rooms that are have been recreated to the original castle mm. design. Yeah. They could put it in the dungeons. <laughs> All castles have dungeons. Okay. Yeah. Or perhaps they could to the the corridor that PCAP ran up and down during could the been. making of <laughs> Hellbent. It's a long <laughs> corridor, but it it's now quite long. It would be apt for a Doctor Who exhibition to be in a corridor. <laughs> so it'd be interesting to see what be. they make of that. Yeah, it will be. And it'd be we good shall... to have a reason to go back. Yeah, so we shall have to observe it. Yeah, although a bit of a shame it's in the town centre. It's quite a way away from the filming yeah. area, the, uh, yeah. the studios. Yeah, but we get to see other parts of Cardiff. That's true. I'm so fed up with Cardiff Bay. Oh, really? I like Cardiff Bay. That's uh, Eddie's Diner. Yeah. They'll be happy. A bit overrated. <laughs> but, yes, but they'll be happy. It brings c- customers back it in. Back, it although would. it's a bus ride, realistically. Yeah. Any more news? Um, yes, 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 yes. Again, back to the audio mongers. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, the big we, finishers. Big finishers, yes. They are doing the Doctor's Daughter's set of stories, Jenny's stories. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We now have the fifth Doctor meeting Jenny. Have you seen the picture? <laughs> yes. Standing back to back in a dramatic pose. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Father and daughter, literally back together again. Yep. Yeah. How's it going to work? <laughs> again, Hilariously. <laughs> the problem being, like with River Song, the Doctor, you have to forget. Who she is. Who or she just is. never find out who she is. Never find out, maybe, but yeah. then that robs somewhat it of does. the... <laughs> we'll see, I'm, we'll I'm sure the audio mongers will come up with a suitably <laughs> strong script. So, was it six hour long stories about Yes. Me? So, so pessimistic, isn't it? I don't know. Oh, that's the whole legacy of time thing, is this? Yes, yeah, so that's the whole lot. It's the whole. Uh, it's not just. Okay, right. So, there, there's one story with yeah. uh, the Fifth Doctor and Jenny. I, they're, they're, it's part of the Legacy of Time box set, which is brought out to celebrate 20 years. 20 years of Big Finish. Aww. Next mm. year, I think that's the really old. 2019. It started in 1999. Yeah. I thought you were going to say 1919 then, and I was going to mock and ridicule you. You usually do anyway, so why does that Eight stop you? Disc CD set. £45 yes. CD. I think I might wait until the price stops a bit. £40 on download. It's going up if you wait. <laughs> Go £60 on general release. No, no, no. If I wait a couple of years, I'm sure it will fall again. Pressing just 4,000 copies. I'm not sure. Anyway, <laughs> any more addendums? Silence. No, I don't think so. I think we're addendum down. Should we ask the head of Pertwee? We should. Do you have any addendums, old chap? Yeah, there is that off, one, apparently. but we can do that yeah. next week. And that one's a bit rude, so, yes. you know. <laughs> what, you want us to say hello to you? Already? It's a bit early. I know we keep forgetting. Yeah. All right. Hello, Hello Pertwee. You needy thing. Hi, Grunhilda and Graham and various other... The bobbleheads. We lots have, of bobbleheads. We have a collection of bobbleheads that's suddenly grown. Lots of nebulous, certainly, and uh, got the 11th Doctor and Amy and, and River and Rory. R- yeah. And, oh, that's yeah. River. <laughs> okay. Tell by the big hair? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, okay. that's into the news. 
Right, we, of course, have been watching some Doctor Who. Yes. And we have many things we'd like to say about two episodes. Yes, indeed. Which, one of which I'm going to mispronounce. I think the, we all are. What was it, the Saranga Conundrum? Yeah, I think that's right. The Saranga Whoa. Conundrum. And the second one is Demons of the Punjab. Oh. Yes. So let's pause for music. <laughs> Okay, something unusual happened. Yes. Oh, yeah. I really didn't like the Saranga conundrum. Oh, really? Really? Yeah, I liked... What in particular? It didn't... didn't The little cute little thingy didn't bother me. The pating or the patang or the patong, whatever it was called. <laughs> because tang. the adipose were cute. And it didn't bother me that he was, he was very, very cute and a bit silly. It bothered me that I, f- I found the, the pace of the script stuttered there was chibnall again for no reason whatsoever ryan and yaz stop and have a conversation about his father <laughs> during a yeah, yeah during a, a, during, yeah, during a <laughs> an important moment this is the sort of conversation that should be held when you're stuck in air vents or locked up in cells not running to do something and then stopping in the middle of a corridor to have a quick chat about how your dad wasn't a very nice chap and he really should have been around more often well it's more that he was reminded of his wife through ryan because he looked a bit like her and all the stuff about ryan was the one who found the dead mother of- it just but, seemed, yeah it's a strange place to put it but seemed it's, really it's odd character stuff but- it's yeah. character stuff but yeah it's, it's, it's poorly placed character poorly stuff placed. there are, was. yeah um i had no problem with the um the good old sci-fi staple of men being pregnant yeah no can't be uh, the first time doctor surely i don't know uh, well, well, apparently um uh, very very early on one of the writers pitched an idea for william hardnell to be pregnant <laughs> for a story that involved a paternity planet where men have the babies Okay. So, and we have men heard from uh, Captain Jack that he's never been pregnant again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think it's a Torchwood episode. But... Red Dwarf. Yes. Yeah. It's just this is yeah, this is the thing. Twenty odd years ago, more. It, it was. It was. It's just going on social media at the moment after an episode of Doctor Who really winds me up. <laughs> oh, I don't. Well, apart from Facebook just, a bit. Oh, yeah. it's so annoying. It's got nastier since really? Wataka was cast. Yeah. There's some people out there who seem to be they, looking for an excuse. Yeah, they want to, it to fail. They they do want her to fail, and they're peed off because she's not failing. Yeah. She's doing a bloody good yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. Although, as we said before, Bradley Walsh, awesome. Just, <laughs> oh, maybe, my word, I, he's wonderful. I just like, Particularly the next one we're talking about. I'd just yeah. like to mention the PC element that people keep cracking on about, oh. and that meme the poet we mean oh yeah well there's there's been more people of uh there's the same sort of yeah usual suspects are saying oh we don't i don't like doctor who to be pc it, sh- it shouldn't be about <laughs> that sort of thing and there's a wonderful meme where john pertwee from uh, uh claws of axos with chin from the ministry oh yeah basically oh, bitch slapping him you know yeah. i've got a duty to my country not to your planet sir yeah <laughs> but then then of course you've got Tom Baker in the the Sunmakers, Warriors Gates, all yeah. these political oh, messages that came through. It's, yeah. it's something that's happened yeah. from day it's, one. Yeah, it's not new happiness yeah. control. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just all over the place. But these gammons on Twitter. <laughs> gammons, did you say? I did. Gammon. <laughs> just oh, they're just looking for a reason to not enjoy it. Well, let them, but yeah, yeah. let's ignore them. Yeah. yeah, it's gone back to basics, and I tell you, it's picked up so many new viewers younger viewers and th- including the children of three people at work who'd never wouldn't let them watch it before yeah, mm. yeah it's good. Uh, there's some pretty powerful stuff here i'm surprised they're allowing young children to watch it you know unsupervised oh, well they're not unsupervised it's okay. family viewing okay and um, as you you got not so much in this one i wasn't here for the rosa discussion <laughs> yeah. but that one went oh, down an absolute storm. children just couldn't understand yeah. and there were lots of opportunities for families yeah. to talk yeah. but this this yeah this tazanga conundrum <laughs> I just, it is it was my least favorite so far it just i, I didn't understand sure why the doctor was hurt yeah why was she was she that was, was never addressed all the way through it she was hurt she had a pain in her side well She'd just been blown up by a sonic well, mine. Well, so had the rest. Yeah, but she was took the brunt of it. She was in yeah, front of it. It just them. seemed a bit undoctorish. He shakes things off. He and she shake things off. 
Yeah, it did make that. me wonder why she didn't regenerate if it was that bad. But mm, clearly yeah. they got to her before then somehow. I don't know. Did I? There's a lot of questions of what yeah. they were doing there. Will they come back to what they were searching for? I don't know. Yeah. It, it seems d- like just a convenient I w- I w- It was convenient. Because obviously yeah, they I could f- just go away on the TARDIS anyway. Well, I, I f- <laughs> the, the impression I was given, it was something for the TARDIS. They were hunting the scrap pile for something for the TARDIS. Okay. Mm. That's the impression I got. Uh, I found the whole thing serviceable. Not particularly brilliant, not mm. particularly bad. Just a serviceable script. Yeah. The, the For me, the worst thing for from it was the space gremlin. Me too. Yeah, absolutely. The I team. mean... The, I, I would have preferred it if they had done something like uh, they they did this story in Next Gen a couple of years ago with some years ago well twenty twenty years <laughs> more ago, with with something rampaging through the ship uh, eating certain circuit boards yeah and it was sort of a, a gel monster yeah. creature which I would have preferred it would have clicked I have problems with how the Patang can chase the ship what was it using as propulsion to get on board it must just escape from another ship at some point and just happen to be heading in the right yeah, direction but, but through what, inertia what made what made it you know, what well, make it move up, pick, well, yeah. Yeah, likewise when it's ejected it was just going off in one yeah, direction it's yeah. going to just go carry that, on that until was, it hits something I, perhaps, I'm, <laughs> I, I, perhaps I'm doing what I tell other people not to do and overthinking it yeah, yeah. <laughs> well that's the problem when you're you don't enjoy something. Yeah. It's easy to nitpick. It yeah. is. Which yeah. is unfortunate. I, I'm, I understand. I'm yeah. agree with that. And for me, the weakest thing, again, was the pating. It's a, it is. It's a problem with me. Yeah. Because I remember the 80s <laughs> and the 90s of Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah. Remember the Candyman, stuff like that. Yeah. 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 And Doctor Who become a bit of a joke. Yeah. And I look at little cute, stupid little creatures like that and I think, like the Slovene. Yeah. yeah. Is this the thing that's going to turn everybody off from Doctor Who? Because it's so stupid, so ridiculous, so kiddie. Well, what did you think of the adipose? I didn't mind the adipose because they were they weren't the villain they were just innocents yeah. who were caught up in it yeah so it, it wasn't quite the same here the, the big bad was a, literally a gremlin thing is, i'm not sure crossed with nibbler could you call <laughs> that was it nibbler that's what i was gonna <laughs> yeah could you call him a big bad when he was literally just following instinct John, it, it, it was following instinct halfway through but the impression that you're given when it attacked the life pods first, that it has intelligent motive mm, and operandus. Yes. It did feel like it killed that guy, but maybe yeah. it didn't. Uh, yeah, no, something just didn't sit right with this episode. Yeah. It was yeah. just it's a bit oddly, all over the place. oddly paced. And then you have things like the android, who feels like he's been set up for something. Yeah. Mm. Either he will be eaten by the nibbler because yeah. he's not organic, so therefore yeah. he's food. Yeah. Or he will be used because he can't be poisoned by it. But no, he doesn't Nothing actually they, they, do they, anything. They, they wrapped him in a blanket. Well, that's, that's, what I, that's what I mean with this the doctor's injury. Nothing seemed to, it just seemed to well, be it, ignored. Not ignored, it's just an explanation as to why she's off her game. Yeah, but it just didn't, it didn't, it didn't sit right because the doctor shakes off injuries well, like that, that. That is the point. It's to explain why she's off her game. Yeah. But she wasn't really off her game she was there with the responses the thoughts the to an extent i think the time when she's really off her game was that really quite great scene with her and astos whatever his name is uh when she's demanding turn the ship around Mm. i want to go back to the tardis not thinking at all the ramifications for all the other people all the other patients on the ship yeah thought that was a great scene of the doctor being put down by somebody saying no i'm doing what's best for everybody else i'm not going to turn the ship around for you yeah and the doctor was quite humbled by that and that was quite a good scene but if she wasn't injured i can't quite see why she would have acted like that I'm wondering if any of this is going to come back in later episodes. Like, I think the team, I think, might. Really? Okay. Yeah. And I just, I just wonder. There's another if... villain who's villain in inverted yeah. commas here who's got away yeah. at the end of the episode, mm. like so many this season. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. If it's <laughs> I, just, I up, wouldn't but... necessarily, even though I thought it had intelligence to begin with. It's more of a force of nature rather than a villain. Oh yeah. yeah. As it turns out, Tasmanian devil yes. crossed with um, yeah, yeah crossed with Nibbler. Will it turn out to have been genetic? engineered by what's his name Stanza Tim yeah Stenza Tim Shaw's mm. lot maybe because they're also into their weapons weren't they yeah yep, okay also we, we should mention some of the cast we saw the brother on my birthday a few years back when Did we you? went to the stand up oh god yes Doc Brown yes he, he was the MC the, uh, we went to this ch- the, the chapel remember 
<laughs> you don't remember it, okay? <laughs> we did went to a stand up that much of an impression on <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, he, I remember it. Yeah, he was the MC there, which is interesting. Didn't feel like he wasn't an actor. No, so, no, no but, perhaps he's moved sideways. Maybe a bit of that. And Astos, the chief nurse or whatever. Yeah, I recognised him because he was in a film with Jodie Whittaker a few years ago called Adult Life Skills. He oh. was uh, is him and her were the two main mm. stars, so they know each other. I recognised the pilots, the neuro pilot. Yeah, but I'm damned if it's just. I'm yeah, damned yeah. if I can play her. Suzanne Packer, apparently. Yeah, but I'd seen her in things before. Brookside? No. <laughs> uh, Stella? Doctors? Death in Paradise? Um, <laughs> Grange Hill? Miss Foster? Uh, it might have been Grange Hill, actually. Uh, casualty for a fair bit. Holby City? It was probably Casualty. Yeah. Vera, stuff. <laughs> Lots of stuff. <laughs> stuff. In other words, she's a jobbing actor who I've seen in many, many things. I yes. think that's probably the case. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ah, the light has gone red and my using a red pen to write my notes suddenly not looking like a very smart move. <laughs> Shall we make the lights go white again? <laughs> Alexa, turn living room white. There you go. Okay. Oh, it's very bright white. Have you said everything you want to say about that one? Uh, Hang on, he's got the notes. Ah, right. Yeah, the notes. I do want to mention the set, or sets. I like oh, the Lord Jock, <laughs> The um the the flight Bridge. deck the, yeah that was wonderful yeah yeah, yeah. Really, really was good Beauti- thoroughly enjoyed that beautifully minimalist mm. but utterly comprehensive with the screens and oh the, totally the, yeah yeah and I love the really. idea that you get it's like three snoozes in the morning and then they blow you up <laughs> <laughs> this yeah, is a good much. way of getting people out of bed <laughs> if you hit snooze for a fourth time on your radio you get an electric <laughs> shock. <laughs> And what did Gastros call the uh, the communication device? A comdom, did he call it? <laughs> something like that, yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah, something like that. I'm not quite sure. It sounded like condom, but I think it's comdom. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you're just hearing things. and <laughs> Maybe. And certainly with all the white, you've got the, the hospital vibe. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I, I liked with the with the pregnant lad. Yeah. I liked yeah. the way, and again, to him it was obvious, men have boys and women have girls. <laughs> yeah. 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 Quite sure how that works. And, <laughs> and the naming of his son. Uh, avocado. Avocado. <laughs> <laughs> the great Earth Terran hero, Avocado, avocado. Pear. Well, I thought you might name him after us, Graham and Ryan. Oh, I don't want people to make fun of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I think it was quite a fun episode, but yeah. it, it was slightly marred by the creature for me, but I think that's just my problem, frankly. But <laughs> uh, As a uh, serviceable. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't it like has it. been... If I, if I am going to give it a rating, it's my least favourite... Not because I didn't like it, it's just that there's been better episodes this season. Okay. I just didn't like it very much. <laughs> Fair enough. Which is not something I could say about the next episode, Demons of the Punjab. Yes. Which I just thought was wonderful. I tell you, two stories this season have made me blub. One of them was Rosa and the other one was this one. <laughs> and if a story is so good that you get drawn into it that well, there's not a lot you can say against it. Mm. Um, I don't think I found this one as uncomfortable as I found Rosa. No, no, not no near. But, again, it shows how the British have managed to f*** things up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I again, it was, this is something that was said at work. That's two episodes this season where people have come away having learnt something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whether grown-ups who didn't know much about the partition or children who just couldn't get their heads around the idea of segregation. Yeah. I think more people probably would have learnt something here. I think Rosa Parks, yeah. that is probably a little more oh, yeah. famous generally. Really, it shouldn't be because obviously this is in many ways worse. A bigger event. Yeah, yeah. A million people f- died and splitting a country into yeah. some in six weeks. weeks. Yeah. Uh, which, I hadn't realised it was that. Quick. No, 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 and which to a certain extent we're still feeling the repercussions of today. We are. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. we we pretty we figured out what was going to happen because yeah. it had to be that way yeah. with the brother. Mm-hmm. But like you said, not as uncomfortable as Rosa. But it's the sort of thing that makes you think, Jesus, <laughs> yeah. we were morons. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. many, many, damage. many things that we have to answer, or our country has to answer oh, yeah. for. Yeah. yeah. Middle East as well. Us. We had a pretty big hand in the Middle East problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love the fact that this one was centred around Yaz because I, th- yeah, she's th- I really think changed. she's been a bit, sh- yeah. Yeah, a bit underused. Yeah, absolutely. And this one gave her a chance to shine, which she did. 
Definitely. Mm. And again, blooming Bradley Walsh. <laughs> oh, yes. God, yeah, the, the mean, stag night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, the, I mean, the man is amazing. Really, really good. Yeah. And when he when he hugged the groom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can see the groom's like, yeah, okay, dude, don't well, really know like you. The, you could hear the, in his voice yeah. him getting emotional and, and couldn't go on any further and just yeah. ended it with a hug. And yeah. this, this wasn't a Ryan episode and he pretty much took a back seat. Yeah. But yeah. that's fine. Maybe he has to have their time in the spotlight. And this was very timely for Remembrance Sunday, obviously. Yes. Mm. And it was nice to see the Doctor misjudge the situation. Yeah. Just assume they're up to no good when when they're not. Um, Let's face similar to Capaldi's final story, in a in way. In that respect, mm. yes. Yeah. But, because, again, he was misjudging this race or whatever they were yeah. who were coming along and saving people, effectively, well, their, their minds yeah. at the point you, of death. You could say, th- I can't remember their names, but you could say these, these creatures were roughly doing the same thing. Sort of. Yeah. Do you remember in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and you had that guy <laughs> went round insulting every everyone? Yeah. Yeah. These were like the opposite of yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. I was impressed with the the look of them as well because mm. they, they had mm. taken the image of Indian demons, Indian gods as their basic premise. Oh, the tusks really? and, the and the eyes. eyes. And I suppose yeah. so, yeah. The eyes, I, th- I found them very difficult to look at. They made, they made my, my vision go a bit odd because I think my eyes were trying to focus on... All of the, all yeah, of the eyes at yeah. once. Mm. But the idea that um, in that urn they'd got basically the dusty remains yeah. of their entire race. It's, mm. yeah, sad. And also I would like to point out the uh, the music again, the incidental music. <laughs> and, the, and the closing theme. Yeah, it's mm. also um, in period. With Moffat's and RTD's era, it would have been very orchestral. With, Sometimes. With yeah. the um, uh, original series, it would have been, certainly through JNT's, Woos and Wars. Oh, yeah. You know, they... they <laughs> Radiophonic, yeah. The, yeah. the, 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 the music is catering for the period mm. yeah that's what yeah. i mean because we had it again. i know you didn't like it or you thought it was intrusive but we had it again in the rosa parks episode I thought it was, was it was ending. period music yeah. just thought every time she did anything at all there's this fanfare <laughs> okay <laughs> but okay. it was I thought it was a bit over the top but, but yeah. it was period of the setting uh, here I, I found it much less obvious and intrusive than i did in rosa yeah. i found i don't even remember noticing it at all apart oh. from the closing credits no, well, that's, I, so that's, that's probably a good, good sign it's like oh. a football match if you notice the referee he's doing a bad job if you don't notice him he's doing a good job <laughs> he's an invisible man <laughs> have to bring football into it again <laughs> i do he's, he's not here to stop me. i know i know there was um one thing we did wonder we did wonder if um yaz's nan was going to recognize her yes. and when she said i'll tell you when you're older we wondered if she would was... be waiting for her to yeah. to experience it but i can't i don't know about you if you try and think back even 30 years i can't remember the faces of random people no. i met at parties so. no, I, I have that problem for last week i know you do yeah so it, it makes sense that she didn't know it was her yeah i think so i think so unless they are leading to something but i don't think so i think she just well, yeah. why would she remember okay it's a pretty unusual event day of the partition these english people of all people yeah. turning up True, but, but still yeah. seven it would have been 70 years ago and yeah. your memory's gonna do weird stuff yeah i love the idea that she just put a finger on a map and came up with sheffield which was very exotic, <laughs> exotic. <laughs> <laughs> she ever disappointed my only problem with this again as it was with rosa mm-hmm. is the doctor felt yeah utter Utterly powerless. And but I don't like the doctor feeling powerless. There's something you pointed out. What's the that? expression. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, I am I understand what you're saying. Yeah. But she can't interfere with things like that. She just can't. But it's... Why? It's... <laughs> because they're fixed points in history. They didn't mention that, though. Well, they are. It's Jodie Whittaker's acting, even when she hasn't got any lines. Yeah. It was the in Rosa when Rosa said, "No, I won't stand up." It was the mixture of pride and fear in the Doctor's face. Okay, mm-hmm. and in this one, when the brother shot the mm-hmm. the groom, it was everyone. They were all running away, and she flinched when she heard the when they heard the gunshot oh, and it was this, yeah. just this look of despair i think she's she's just doing so well she is i have a problem with the interference interference yeah not the fact that she can't interfere or she's powerless to, to interfere yeah is she can interfere in future p- events but yeah. surely tomorrow is next week's history exactly if she couldn't interfere in one she shouldn't be able to interfere with the other so the whole thing goes on the back just no. because it's our history doesn't make it sacred to the well, doctor it's it makes it 
it sacred because we're the ones watching it. Yeah. And and so it has to be. We're the only we're the only viewpoint we can understand. So stuff that happens, say say a hundred years time that she mm. interferes with, that would be because that's the way it happens. Yeah. If yeah. we were on the planet Zog and we were the Zogians, <laughs> then Zog history would be sacrosanct to the doctor. I don't like I the do... idea that it's so centric to us that she can't change a particular thing in history. But, but she's done but she and he have done that on other planets where they can't change anything. Here, I suppose there's some more logic to it in that she doesn't want Yaz to be erased from history. I did like that line. <laughs> we can't have a universe without Yaz. Without a Yaz, yeah. <laughs> That's good. Because if she had saved... The original... The yeah, original, original yeah. Then, presumably... Yaz wouldn't have been born. Yaz would become a temporal orphan. It's Aye. grandmother paradox. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the, the, the age-old rule that's been mentioned. You can't change history. It's the same way as you can't drive through a red light. You can do it. You just don't know what the consequences will be. You mm. could get through fine... Or you could hit a car on the way through. Yeah, mm. yeah. But it's that whole thing again about the doctor feeling powerless. We've had this a fair bit. We had it in Rosa. We had it here. Mm-hmm. Even to an extent, we've had it in the previous episode, the Saranga conundrum. There's not many people on that ship. Two, potentially three of them, is it? If include the android, died because uh, the android is going to be decommissioned. Yeah, yeah. And she couldn't do anything. Yeah, but. This I know. Is, it's pretty normal doctor, I know. I was going to say, this is quite, you know, look at warriors on the cheap. Everybody died. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this, isn't, this isn't something new. I just really have the feeling that some people see it as a problem as some, or as something new because she's a woman and they think that they're writing her to be weaker, which I think is a and load also, of rubbish. And also, I think it's the fact it's a knee-jerk reaction to Moffat's writing. The fact that Chibnall is taking it back to as it was. Mm. With Moffat's writing, nine times out of ten, we have the magic wand. Oh, yeah, yeah and the Doctor's would... all super, all yeah, knowing, all yeah. powerful. And that's what people have got used to. Yeah, yeah. and now Which we're back we, to, we're back the to as it was. the vulnerability of Hartnell. Or Davison. Yeah. Definitely Davison. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I quite like the Doctor being a superhero type who can go around and save the day and not necessarily save everybody, but certainly put injustices right ultimately. And she just hasn't in two, mm. at least two episodes now. And that's just a function of the story. But mm. do we, did we really need Demons of the Punjab so soon after Rosa, given it's such a very similar story? I think if um, the intention is to take it back to basics, then yes, I, th- I think we, we did need that because it was originally created to educate. Yeah. And it was just such a perfect story for the time that it was... It was broadcast. Mm. We shall see. I mean, Chibnall did not write Demons of Punjab. No. That was actually somebody who sounds like they're probably from a family from that sort of area. Yeah. yeah. Vinay Patel? I don't know how you yeah. pronounce that. I'm sure I mispronounced that. So that's good. Yeah. We've got the next few. In fact, all of the next coming episodes, apart from the final one and presumably the New Year one, yeah. aren't written by Chibnall. Yeah. See, I think this is a good thing because I think, He's I mean, I, I, ad- I admire him as a writer. Um, I'd only ever really seen Broadchurch as a big example of what he can do yeah but yeah. there's a worry that he'll slip into the um the moffat thing of having to have his name on everything having to be yeah. seen to have written just you've got a good group of writers you've got a great group of writers let them do their thing on the yeah. flip side of that i've haven't seen Broadchurch, church but i've only seen uh, chibnall's writing as the first season of uh, ashes to ashes Mm. 42 flesh and uh the silurian two-parter which i wasn't impressed with and one of my fears for this up and coming season has been chibnall (laughs) yeah mine too and i'm not enjoying it as much as i did it the moffat era so far just because of the writing unfortunately it is that sort of thing where i want the doctor to be a bit more proactive Mm. a a bit more swagger she hasn't had a speech yet she hasn't no, had a had that big I'm speech. the doctor speech yet. But that doesn't mean to me that she isn't the doctor. I think she. No, I, Jodie, Jodie Whittaker has doing, nailed it. Yeah, she, yeah, absolutely. She's doing a great job. But yeah. don't feel like she's been given. Supported. Given the, the scenes to, to really give us that, that meaty, strong doctor yeah. that maybe we need. And hopefully we get in the next few episodes. Which was my opinion of both Smithers and Capaldi's first season. Yeah, I felt it a bit with Capaldi, particularly. Not so much with Smith. I'd like to point out, because 
Jean isn't here, I am doing the Moffat hatred for. <laughs> Good again. <laughs> yeah, so where do we go from here? I don't know. So far, they have been all apparently disconnected. As I was say, um, if there's a, if there's an arc, it's, it's really well hidden. <laughs> <laughs> we have had character development, and this yep. this one here, the uh, Punjab one, it is very much about one of the companions, mm-hmm. which is good. Yeah. yeah. And likewise, we've had similar ones. No doubt we're going to have one with Ryan and his father at some point. Which oh, should yeah, be that's very much yeah. yeah, that seems to be being set up. Massively. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'd just like to point out is this is what happens when she listens to a companion and takes them where they want yeah, to go. Yeah, I mean, geez. Yes. Does she not remember what happened in Father's Day? <laughs> yeah. 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 For crying out loud. <laughs> Didn't go quite that bad. <laughs> <laughs> but it could have done. Yeah. It could have done. Yeah. Okay, we'd like to hear what you thought about these two episodes. I've forgotten what our address is. Show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Write to us via show at staggeringstories.net. Thank you. You may have noticed that Christmas is coming. Indeed. In fact, it's stupidly close and I yeah. really should buy some presents. Rushing up very quickly, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> now, as usual, I say as usual, we totally forgot last year, we're going to do a Staggering Stories Christmas card. Yay. And this year, it's been drawn for us yes. by... Uh, ding, 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 Kev ding, Sutherland, who draws and writes just, the just ding, 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 ding. Thank you. <laughs> who's, who's drawn our Christmas card? Kev Sutherland, who uh, writes and draws for the Beano, and oh. you may know him for the Fossetto Scottish puppet thing, whatever it's called. Are, are you trying to tell me it's a professional? Yes. Mm. We've God. seen the outline sketches. Yes. And yeah. they're, they're rather good. But if you would like to receive a Christmas card from yes. us, yeah. could you send us a postal order? Postal order? <laughs> for four shillings and sixpence. <laughs> Just how... How can how can people receive a Christmas card? Just send us uh, an email to show at staggeringstories.net. Uh, just saying you want a Christmas card and the address send it to and your name. And yeah. we'll, so we know who to And we'll make send it out you to. a Christmas card, Each whether one, you want one or not. Yes. Each one personally no-signed by the head of Pertwee. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And maybe even signed by Gene, if we can actually... <laughs> <laughs> if you're really lucky, Scott. Oh, maybe. But getting these people together is tricky. <laughs> it is. So let us know if you want one and we'll send you one. We will. Yeah. Better sooner rather than later, particularly if you're uh, not in the UK, because it takes time to go across the ocean. It's if not, you what should about see, a New see Year's the actions card? he was doing then for oceans. <laughs> oceans. Arms waving up and down. He's in swimming. The air. He's swimming. <laughs> Drowning. <laughs> You've been writing to us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. Oh, and you as well. Thanks. Right, we've heard from Zvi. Zvi, I am Hello, Zvi. Zvi says hello, Staggerers. Hello, I want to write to heap praise on Chris Chibnall, but not for the reasons you might think. Oh. It's not for his inspired casting of Jodie Whittaker. And after seeing her on her many TV interviews, it's clear that there's so much of her in her wonderful portrayal of the Doctor. She's warm, funny, self-deprecating and authoritative all at the same time. Equal parts David Tennant and Gobby Yorkshire Lass. (laughs) And strangely, with a bit of Colin Baker thrown in for good measure. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Nor am I writing to praise the entire regeneration of the show itself, which was starting to show sign of age in recent years. I'm loving the new titles and TARDIS and team and just about everything. (laughs) I'm not even writing to praise the recent episode of Arachnids in the UK, which was a bit meh in of itself, but the character work by the regulars was simply fantastic. Bradley Walsh in particular is brilliant and his grieving is so authentic and genuine Mm. I'm very nearly writing to praise the Trumper-like villain (laughs) who was a hoot but specifically I'm writing about the line slap bang in the middle of the episode loudly proclaiming that this is not Donald Trump because it was a stroke of sheer genius (laughs) okay we then go on to politics lots of politics which is really not what we're about so um (laughs) okay yep uh, we don't want to get political Thank you so much for the effort you all put into making the show, which is just a joyful fixture to my regular listening schedule. Like you, I'm looking forward to seeing what the rest of Wataka's debut season will bring. And as things stand right now, all I'm hoping that they add into the mix is a bit more of a direct adversarial evil villain or monsters. Yeah. 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 All the best. Svi. Thank you, Svi. Thank you, Svi. Don't mean mean to annoy anyone, but really, letters that are just pure politics, even if you try and link it in with Doctor Who, it's, it's not for us, guys. Yep. 
Yeah, I agree. Yeah, the villains I think have been a bit weak this season. I think Doctor is a good villain. Mm, I think yeah. that's really going to get Witaka's Doctor to the next level. That's why we think Tim Shaw might be back. Maybe he needs to step up his game. He wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> he really wasn't. But there again, he did get kicked off the top of a crane. He did. It's very hard to be tough in those situations. <laughs> Any more letters? Okay, we have one here from Ian. Hello, Ian. Hello, Ian. We did ask to come along and to fill an empty chair, but... Uh, and he told us he? to sod off. Yeah, couldn't be bothered. Uh, oh. Something about working. Oh, God. What's that all about, eh? God, working. How, could you, how could you pass up this? I know, I know. <laughs> I know every, everyone else did. <laughs> <laughs> he talks about the Saranga conundrum. Mm-hmm. Oh. Did he pronounce it correctly? Well, spelt it correctly. I don't know if pronounce <laughs> it. No, same thing. <laughs> Near enough. So, we're continuing to try our Doctor Who in different modes after 70s Pertwee eco-thriller with this base under siege. Suddenly Chibbers went into world-building overdrive, pulse pilots, neurofleets, suggestion of other alien cultures. They all look human though, and I'm not really sure why. <laughs> Cute but deadly, half stitch, half nibbler, half gremlin. <laughs> it was fun and I bet character options are mass producing them right now. Oh yeah, <laughs> complete with glowy tummy. Yeah, it was a rival to Graham. <laughs> what was the deal with Ronan, clone drone, android? So was he organic or artificial or some blend of the above? Either way, it was a missed opportunity to see the threat of the Bating as he could have destroyed damaged Ronan and really upped the stakes. Yeah, that's what you said. That's yeah. what is what I said. I really didn't buy the contrivance of the ship being autopilot with no one trained to fly it. It seemed ludicrous. Is this meant to be a chilling warning about the dangers of driverless cars? <laughs> Surely Astos could have been the pilot and still bumped off early on. Hang about that, that that's a that's a thought actually. So when these these driverless Google cars come out, <laughs> yeah. if you go through a red light three times, do they then blow them up? Ah, <laughs> uh, maybe, or just drive you straight to a police station. Yeah. <laughs> I can only assume that Pating also ate the CGI budget as we were crying out for an outside view of the ship being piloted through the asteroid field by General Cicero, or at least something from her point of view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am not sure the friends were as well served they might have been, the fam. But what I enjoyed most here was the Doctor. Perhaps more flawed and vulnerable than we have seen before, also capable of taking charge and empowering others. This was an energetic runaround with the Time Lord at its heart, both out of source and under pressure, which both looked good and was fun to watch. Mm. Okay, so he enjoyed that one quite a lot. He did. And on to Demons of the Punjab. You can't deny they're leaning into the educational mode of the show. Oh, yeah. Something that we are not really used to. The second time in the series, our heroes are fundamentally just visitors in human history. They're to live through it and keep it on track, to bear witness rather than to change it. Demons did feel very familiar in tone to Rosa, but I guess it was also the perfect story for Remembrance Sunday too. Yes. Perhaps we need to get used to having more stories like this. Mm. The aliens here were too close to the testimony for my liking. That was it, testimony. (laughs) Put the testimony and Sarah Jane Adventures, the Shanshif, in a blender to get these guys, and I wish they had been gutsy enough to make this an alien-free affair. It's been a long time since Black Orchid. Yeah. <laughs> there were stunning visuals and a terrific score, but again, not enough to keep the three companions busy. What did Ryan actually contribute this week? No, like we said, backseat. Yeah. Six weeks in, and we are still short of a killer alien concept. So far, there's been a lack of top-draw villainy. Daleks, anyone? Anecdotally, <laughs> I've had unsolicited feedback from friends and family of various ages who are jumping on board. Yeah, that's what yeah, we're saying. Yeah. Lots of new listen- listeners. Yeah. Readers. Not readers. What viewers. are those things called? Viewers. 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 <laughs> I, I, think, I think it can only be a good thing that it's attracting new, yeah, new viewers, absolutely. especially young ones, because yeah. old fogies like us, quite frankly, are old enough to know better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're dying off soon. <laughs> speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah, that is good. This is good. Mm. Thank, so, you, thank you, Ian. Thank you for that. Yes. Good to get a, a slightly more positive view than uh, that I've got. <laughs> we, we were a bit grumpy about it. <laughs> right, we have one more letter. Oh, yeah. Pierre Staggerers. Right, I know. Guess who this from? Oh, Nearly dear. missed the deadline. Yours tardily, the sloth of Banstead and Rygate. Ha, 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 ha. P.S. It was nice to meet one of you last Wednesday. Okay, well, who Have you that? been Thank to you. Banstead? Thank you for that encouraging <laughs> and... and- Meaningful response. <laughs> uh, your your views on the show yeah, were succinct, riveting, succinct riveting, and on point. I thought so too. Yeah, yeah. I particularly like the third line. That yeah, was, oh, yep, yeah, that's, that's a good line. You're a twerp. <laughs> so, did anybody meet me on Wednesday? Wednesday, last, last Wednesday, Wednesday, last week. Two of us aren't here. So, is that a coincidence? Oh. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. 
think I was probably editing a podcast. So I wouldn't have met anybody, I don't think. Um, I was probably being Spider-Man. Remember the pyjamas I've got in the back of the wardrobe? Oh, yeah. I really, I can't remember Wednesday. It was so long ago. Anything could have happened. You did. I was Spider-Man. I I know you were Spider-Man. I was Batman. Do we have perhaps some audio feedback? We do have some audio feedback. All the way from Australia. Indeed, I presume so. Australia. Australia. From a young chap called Reese. Hello, Staggering Stories. How are you? It's me, Reese, and I'm doing quite well. Now, I've got a lot of episodes of Doctor Who to talk about, so I'm just going to yeah. jump right into it. The Woman Who Fell to Earth, I really liked. It gave yeah, us Jodie for the first time yep. in a full episode. It gave us the new characters. It gave us the new composer and the new feel for the show and the new cameras that they've got and the new cinematography, which is just a step yep. above everything everything else from Doctor Who. Oh, yeah. I mean, the 50th oh. anniversary really did feel like a movie and that it was did. incredible at the time. But this is even better than that. It is so good. Doctor yeah. Who is looking so beautiful thanks to the technology they're using to capture it, but also the people who are filming it and directing it. It's and just wonderful. I love it. Yeah, and this was yeah. the first episode of this new sorry, stream Reese. of excellence. So the first episode, really strong. I really like it. Second up, we had the Ghost Monument, which was a lot of fun. I liked it. Um, I really liked the guest stars, and I liked that all the characters, the regulars and the guest stars, were all quite strong, and they were all excellently acted. I do feel like, looking back at it, because we haven't had as many ties into the uh, Stenza as I thought we were going to be, the rags have actually not aged well. I thought they were going to be interesting if... Almost every episode had a reference to the Stenza, which I wouldn't mind. And the Doctor realised, oh... Right, well, the the Stenza is going to be a very prominent thing, but as it turns out, it's just episode one and two and presumably the finale. So the rags as monsters have kind of not aged well, but everything else worked really quite well. I really liked it. We got to look at the TARDIS, which unfortunately I'm not too keen on. There are lots of great ideas. I just think there's either too much going on or it's too dark. But if what Adam said is true, that they were still building it at the time, then I'm going to definitely excuse that. There's a lot that I like about it. But there's also a lot that just seems too much. I also think that it's too much of a reference to the Tenet Eccleston one, which was great at the time, but it just seems like old hat now. (laughs) Anyway, I'm going to move on to Rosa. This was phenomenal, and I don't know what else could be said about it. There's just been so much positive praise given to it, and I think it's well-deserved. The performances all round were spectacular, especially the police officer in the the hotel. That was some of the scariest stuff I've seen in a while. It was imposing, really quite scary. It was a very emotional, very wonderfully observed episode. Adam made an interesting observation, and he's made it about the most recent episode too, that the Doctor felt ineffective, felt... Not useless, but, yeah, ineffective, I guess. I can see where he's coming from, but I would argue that in Rosa, I didn't notice that because if it weren't for the Doctor and co fixing what, what's his name, Crasco, Crasco? I think it's Crasco. Yeah, anyway, fixing uh, Bland Racist, (laughs) uh, (laughs) fixing all the stuff that he was doing, then Rosa wouldn't have been in the position that she was in. It was still about Rosa making the decision, and that's how it should be. Yeah, Otherwise, it would just, it would be, I think, pandering to particular audiences or, audience members or whatever i I think it would be really forced to have the doctor give a stirring speech and that inspire rosa no it was still rosa who did the very important action that she did or inaction just sitting there i think she's the doctor's more useful than we give her credit for because she had to kind of captain the team i know she gave everyone their own individual tasks to do like yaz went with rosa and tried to convince her to get on the bus etc ryan tried to make sure people got on the bus although he was probably the wrong person to do that being a person of color not really respected just just pointed that out Uh, and then graham kind of although he and ryan made sure the right bus driver was driving but you know she kind of delegated and was the team captain and played to everyone's strengths i think she's more useful than you're giving her credit for but i totally get (laughs) what you're saying moving on we went from the brilliance of rosa to i don't want to say mediocre it was still enjoyable to basically the arachnids in (laughs) the uk or just arachnids in the uk yeah Yeah, i've got a love-hate relationship with this one because 
about 45 minutes of it is really good. I love the character stuff. I love the dialogue. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Again, yeah. it looks great. This season just is going to win hands down for looking incredible. Yeah. Uh, the music was really quite fun in places, but also very menacing because it, it was it was playing on the horror of having spiders there. I'm not particularly scared of spiders if I'm looking at them. If I see one, especially living in Australia where yeah. we get yes. some really effed up spiders, <laughs> then I get a little bit worried. But it's not too bad if I'm just watching them. But yeah, I really liked the first 45 minutes. There was a pace to it. It was really interesting. Uh, I reckon they could have made more of the conspiracy that Yaz's father had because I'd forgotten about that until the one scene where they decided, oh, we need to give the rest of this plot in uh, this one scene. We need to just dump every bit of information that we can in there. And that was when they found the radioactive waste yeah. where Spider-Man should have showed up <laughs> because there was a radioactive yeah. spot. Yeah. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a bit rushed at the end. I don't mind that rushed. Donald Trump 2.0 actually uh, just wandered off because that's the point. Like the world has got nasty people like that in it. I do find it a bit hypocritical that the doctor said, we're going to give these creatures dignified deaths, etc. And then she locked them up and then didn't do anything about it. I mean, there was a part of me that was thinking it, was, it would be funny if she actually dropped the spiders off on the planet where her third incarnation actually ended up and yeah. then died. <laughs> um, <laughs> I haven't no. seen that. I, I don't know the story of that, but it would have been funny if these mutated spiders had mutated even more and become those spiders. That would have been really amusing, I thought. Anyway, didn't happen. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's a very inconsistent story. There's also a, a bit of a crime in there that I don't forgive. I mean, it's something that Keith has said before. He doesn't like it when stories change the character to fit the story. It should be the mm -hmm. story fits the characters. And I feel like uh, it was very convenient that they forgot that Yaz was part of the police force yeah. when Kevin was pointing his gun at her yeah. and her mother. It, that could have been a really complicated, really stressful scene if they played it out that, you know, Yaz was going to try and use her police training, but she's got her mother there, so she's got to protect her. She hasn't got any of her gear, but she could say, hey, you're threatening a police officer here. There will be repercussions. But then, you know, the Trump character could have just grabbed the gun and shot them both and then just dealt with the repercussions. I'd, you know, there was a lot more. It could have been more complex and complicated than it actually was. But they decided, no, let's just move on to the spiders. And yeah. I just felt like that was quite to the detriment of a character that until recently was underserved. And arguably, even in the episode, that is quite a fair bit about her and finding out more about her family. She is still quite underserved. Yes. I'm talking about the most yeah. recent episode. Yeah. And I'll be getting to that very soon. But yeah, moving on. It's an okay episode, uh, that one. But anyway, moving on to an episode that I had a lot of fun with, the Saranga Conundrum. Saranga Conundrum. No, yeah, it's actually not that hard to say. It's better than we It just did. looks hard to read. But yeah, the Saranga Conundrum, I really, really liked it. I do have to agree with Martin from Bad Wilf that I feel like there may have been too many incidental characters. I enjoyed them yeah, all, but probably. it did actually sideline a lot of our main characters, who I, or, I adore all of them, especially Graham. I think he's just a universal favourite. In fact, he's becoming quite like a Wilf for me. Very much, Because yeah. like yeah, very with much. Wilf... Actually, like with Bernard Cribbins, all Bradley Walsh had to do has to do is you know get the slightly yeah. quivering bottom lip or sad look in the eyes, and I'm sobbing. Yeah. I'm like 87 steps ahead of him down the crying path, and I'm just yeah. going, "Oh my god, it's okay. I'll give you a hug." I mean, he's just incredible, and the writing for Graham is just truly fantastic. Yeah. But I do like all of our characters, and I feel like they were sli slightly sidelined for too many incidental characters. Although I did enjoy them all. Yes, even the pregnant man, because. He's not really a pregnant man. He's a pregnant alien who just happens to look like a human man, just like Time Lords can look like humans. Yeah, Although okay. that great humans line from right. The Beast Below, maybe humans look like Time Lords. Absolutely. I didn't mind that he was pregnant. In fact, it felt really RTD, which is really what I think Chibnall is aiming for. I feel like he really liked that era and fits in with that era. His writing style really does. But honestly, yeah. I would have been happy if we just had one medic on that ship and it had been the one that was killed because he was he was one of those people that honestly could have become a companion. He was really well acted. I really liked I liked his character. And I will just say, I quite liked the Pating. I liked that it was just <laughs> living its life and it was eating what it had to eat and it was just eating and eating and eating to find the right thing. And even though the character I really liked died because of it, I just liked that it was a... 
it wasn't malicious. It, it just yeah. it just happened that way. He just died and it was unfortunate, <laughs> but he did. I just kind of liked that. It was just an innocent little thing that looked quite cute at the end. And I liked it that it looked cute. I get Adam's <laughs> criticism. I just read this on Facebook, actually. We were having a slight discussion. He, he thought it was a bit overkill that it was cute, but I liked that it was cute. I liked that it was just an innocent creature. It doesn't have to be a villain or a monster. It just, there are repercussions to it live, living its life. And I quite like that. So good, fun, solid episode. Then we move on to the most recent episode. And, oh, this was powerful. I think Adam's criticism, oh, maybe not criticism. I don't know. He might be using it as a criticism. But observation of the Doctor feeling quite useless is much more applicable here than in Rosa, although I see where he's coming from with the Rosa episode. Like I said, this one I don't have many thoughts about. I might actually talk about it again next time, a bit more in depth. But I really liked it. I really... Okay, I'll be honest. To quote again, Martin from Bad Wolf, and in fact, Jared from Bad Wolf, I fancy Yaz. I really <laughs> fancy Yaz. And I really liked getting more into her kind of perspective on the world and how she seems like quite a family person. And she seems, it, we, again, we didn't find out as much about her. And that's one of my only criticisms is that she's the most underserved companion, even though really? Mandip Gill is doing a wonderful job playing her and she is really easy on the eyes. <laughs> <sighs> Moving on. It was a very powerful episode. It looked stunning. I Genuinely, I keep saying this whole season looks good. I think this was the most beautifully shot episode. Yes. Great locations, yeah. lovely yeah. costumes. I do have to admit some of the acting was a little off, not for the main cast, but the extras, uh, not extras, incidental characters. Yeah. It was a little bit off. But other than that, really powerful stuff. Um, I liked how the villains weren't villains. Again, people are saying we have a villain problem. I'm kind of liking it. I'm liking this trend of just having them be life forms that are doing their thing. And they kind of originally started as villains. The race were assassins or they had, they were hired as assassins and then their yeah. race was wiped out. I'm going to assume that was by the Stenza, by the way. I might have Why missed not? a line, but I think we're going to be Would building be the them back into the asked. season arc. Yeah. But then they just evolved into kind of like mourners, people who were there and they're there on battlefields and they're there where people are just dying alone. And that was quite nice. Again, I'll probably go into it a bit more in depth when I talk about this one and the next episode for your next podcast. But yeah, it's solid season so far. I certainly prefer the Moffat era and style of writing and series producing. But uh, you know what? Yeah. We've had that for about five years now or more. It's, it's time for change. And yep. look, it's not a bad thing. It's a very strong season. I just, I think like Adam says, I want the stories to be slightly more, maybe not the individual stories, but the seasons. I just want them more to flesh on the bones. Because like I said, Rosa and the most recent episode, they've been good. Alrighty, I've gone on for a long time. That's before I edit it down, but I think even then this is long feedback because there's a lot <laughs> to talk about. Thank you very much for the wonderful podcast. It's Thank great to be you. back contributing to it. And I yeah, look forward okay. to hearing more from you guys and I look forward to contributing some more to you all. Definitely. So thank you very much for the great show and I'll speak to you again next time. See ya. Thank, Thank you very much. Thank yeah, you. yeah. Much more coherent than we were. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Expert. To everyone. Expert. Amateur. Expert. Yeah, I should have noticed stuff down as I was listening to that. <laughs> I was going to say something, reply. Profound? Probably Did not. Probably not. Earth shatter? No. Oh, well. I forget. But never mind. I don't know if you mentioned it in Arachnids in the UK. Yeah. Because I wasn't here last time and didn't contribute. How is letting a giant spider suffocate more humane than just putting it out of its misery it, with a bullet? It well, was that. It was mentioned. Okay. We did touch cool. upon it <laughs> and came to the conclusion that he did the right thing for the wrong reasons. So the other spiders still ended up starving or suffocating yeah. or whatever in the, mm. the safe room. As I mentioned last time, I really had expected the doctor to pick them up and drop them off on some... Yeah. Take a hell of a bowl to pick one of those. <laughs> well, you got the TARDIS, you can just envelop the safe room maybe and just okay. drop them off on some barely inhabited planet you've just got flora or something. Yeah. I don't know. Just thought I'd ask. Lead us out, Crumbly. Oh, before we finish, I have been instructed to plug... <laughs> To plug a new audio Ooh. from uh, Sounds of Thunder. Ooh. We had yeah. that today. Yes, yeah. we did. Yeah. Just before we arrived, actually. Mm. Some 20, 25 years ago. It really literally is. Uh, we did a role playing game. We did. And those stories are becoming audio plays. Yay. <laughs> 
Yeah, and I have heard. You have? I have heard the first one, which somebody in this room may have written. You've heard it? I've heard a, I a rough heard it. cut. Yeah, I know. It's called The Haunting. What did you think of it? It's very good. It's very, very <laughs> awesome. good. It, it is a rough cut. It yeah. wasn't finished. It didn't have all the uh, yeah. sound things. It didn't have the music. Mm. And the creat, which was my character. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, well, I, I had described... an alternative take to oh. the one which was in the edit, which oh. I heard the individual lines from the, the second take, which was much better. Yeah, it sounded more like me, <laughs> more like my take on Creat. Yeah, because apparently the various actors involved hadn't heard our stuff. Yeah, Why we would have they got. Have done? Yeah, we <laughs> have got trader stuff out there for some of our stuff. Yeah, mm. but still they seem to have captured the characters. I thought Adasaid <laughs> sounded much like real Keith would have and did perform the character back in the day. The Creat sounded a lot like the. I did create back in the day. Lily, as now is, mm-hmm. sounded like your character. <laughs> yeah, oh, it was really good. Has the Purcell seal of approval. I look forward to it. Yes. It's part of a box set called, what was it called? <laughs> the Soft Annual. Yeah, Soft Annual 2019 or 2019, something like that. Which is yeah. due out in a few weeks, a yeah. month and all that. Funnily, and the cover art for that was done by the chap who's doing our um, Christmas uh, card. Christmas card, yeah. Do, do we have a, a price range? I don't box? know. A thousand pounds. Yes. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just like to point out that this is very exciting for me because I've never had anything I wrote acted out before. And I'm trying to stay really calm about it. But in, <laughs> you, you inside, doing, I'm jumping up and down yeah, like you, an eight-year-old. You, you are doing a good job, though they can't see what your eyebrows are doing. <laughs> So it's soundsofthunder.co.uk. We can see some of the people who are starring in it. Toby Haydoke. Mm-hmm. Yay. Playing Ada Saeed. Mm-hmm. Helen Sterling. Helen Sterling. Playing, playing Lily. Lily. Alistair Locke. Playing Kriat. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's yep. a man of many talents, is Mr yes. Locke. Indeed. No Colin Curtis. And his character's not in this one, unfortunately. Like in real life, he wasn't there right at the beginning. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, he joined our role-playing group a bit later. So his character isn't there yet. So I can't say who's playing him yet, I don't think, because it hasn't been recorded. Okay. But I do know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting stuff. So look out for that. Also, there's a, a play starring Katie Manning mm-hmm. called Thing on the Doorstep, apparently written by Lovecraft. It was. Ooh. And it's been adapted. Presumably it's out of copyright. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a little bit exciting. It is. It's, it it's is. shiny yeah. and new, and we're going to see where it all goes. Yeah, hopefully next time we may even have some uh, clips or something. I don't Ooh. know. The trailer would be good. Maybe listening from Sounds of Thunder? A trailer, maybe? My <laughs> <laughs> Galishon! Yeah, yeah. Pull your finger out. <laughs> Siobhan Galishon, of course, is playing the Buccaneer. Of course. The only one of us actually uh, reprising the role for the well, audience. Well, that's because Siobhan is the only one of us who in any way, shape or form can act. We've uh, tried uh, it. Excuse me? You can't act. No, I know I can't act. <laughs> uh, that's it. Don't forget about the Christmas cards, though. Oh, yes. Yep. I'd say lead us out Crumbly, but Crumbly's not here, so no, we'll dead. just say goodbye. To the, <laughs> sa- to the sound of silence. Again. More Doctor Who next time. Yes. Yay. Can I say our names or anything? No. No. You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast, series one, number 302. Featuring Adam Purcell, Real Keith, Fake Keith. The views expressed here are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those of the other speaker or the signed. No copyright infringement is intended, and this is an El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. Anyone's missing any rain, it's all falling on Crawley at the moment. Contact Adam Purcell via the usual email address if you'd like it back. Thank you. See, this is the trouble. When we don't have Andy Mm. or Jean here, we're just left with us idiots to try Mm -hmm. to figure out a proper intro to Staggering Stories, podcast number 302. Oh, I saw a shooting star. Ooh. I saw a rainbow yesterday. I'm not surprised. Couldn't make up a bleeding mine, couldn't it? <laughs> yeah, I've oh. two or three shooting stars in my life. I've never seen one before. Really? Okay. No. Jean saw one uh, one in Luxor when we were in the hotel, but mm. she went, oh, look! And it it's gone. By that time, yeah. <laughs> she was lying. Fibbing fibber. Why is it playing that? <laughs> I don't know. You hit the play button there. <laughs> Stan, shush. 
dude. <laughs> anyway, shush looking, now. Shush now. looking at dead. what the BBC managed to cobble together. First Doctor Who? I Remind me what it was called. The Saranga Conundrum. The, tor- 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 the one with the gremlin. Yeah, I know which one it was. I just couldn't remember what it was called. Saranga. Saranga. Saranga Conundrum. Okay, feedback. Oh, we also need to... Oh, something happened to the lights. Yeah, they've just gone back to what they should be. Um, We need to plug the uh, Christmas card. The Christmas card. Send in your address for a Christmas card. Yeah, so all of the one I've got is from the Sloth of Banstead. Oh, okay. Should I do Ian's now then? Or should I say Siobhan? No, it's not. It's not. (laughs) No. Not enough spelling mistakes. (laughs) (laughs) She can't type for toffee. (laughs) Series one, number three zero two, featuring Andy Purcell. Andy Purcell. And sorry, <laughs> I've been I read two. So. Oh, stop, sad face. <laughs> no paranoid face. <laughs>